The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself. So that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do not know, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever see, has seen me has seen the Father. How can he say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. I will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just this past Friday when I got to the office, sad call. 
one of our families lost their daughter. Twenty-six years old. She already was 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 had passed. But the family wanted me to bless the body. So of course we go to the funeral home. Spoke to the dad, he said. Because I asked him if they already had gone, I said, Do you want to be there? He said, That's my daughter. So the family came. I'll never forget what the dad said when he got out of his car. It was beautiful. He said, My little girl has died. Let's keep repeating that. My little girl has died. It's a beautiful thing because as, as, as you parents here know, no matter how old your kids get, there will always be babies in your eyes. They could be 80. Baby. 80-year-old. And what was sad about this is that this was 100% avoidable. 100%. This was the culmination of, of just pain and suffering in this family. And I thought of this family, especially because, look, look at the beautiful gospel today. And this is a very popular gospel, especially for funerals, because you, you read the words and it's, it's perfect. Let your hearts not be troubled. You know, this whole past week, in fact, the, what the tragedy on Friday was just a culmination of of something that the Lord put on my heart for this past week, I've been praying about it. And in my prayer life, I've been asking, because so many of our, of our parish families have been suffering. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why, why is family life so hard? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to keep our families together? To keep our families Strong. Because nobody wakes up in the morning and says, you know what? I want to cause pain in my family. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. But it just happens. So, so I was praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, why is it so hard? You know what the immediate answer was? I felt the Lord say to my heart in prayer. He said, you want to know why life, family life is so hard? He said, because you're in it. <laughs> I said, me? He says, yes, because you're in it. I said, oh, yeah. And then it led to another question. Then why am I such a jerk to live with? Why? In this beautiful gospel that you heard, the context is that our Lord has, is surrounded by his, his, his inner circle, his disciples. So the men that have been with him for the past three years, they know the Lord. They've been with him. They've seen the miracles. They've been with the Lord day in and day out for the last three years. 
He just taught them the Eucharist, gave them the Mass, and He's preparing them for when He will leave. That is why he tells them, you know, when I leave you, don't let your hearts be troubled. He says that because he knows that from this point on, our life is going to be hard. And so in the midst of this confusion, rightly so, I love Thomas because I think Thomas stands for all of us. When the Lord says, I am going to prepare a place for you. I am leaving you. And Thomas pipes up and he says, Lord, where are you going? We don't know, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the way. In other words, in the midst of this confusion, right? In the midst of this confusion, he asks, Lord, where are you going? We're going to need you. And then the beautiful response of our Lord, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Me. Me. Look to me for life. And that's another huge question because then what is this life that our Lord desperately desires for all of us, for all of humanity? Because as the Lord continues to unfold, and then now as Philip pipes up, he says, show us the Father now. If you're the way, the truth, and the life, then show us the Father. And then Philip, or that rather, Jesus probably shook, shook his head and says, Philip, Philip, how long have I been with you? And you still do not know. When you see me, you see the Father. The Father and I are one. What our Lord gives humanity, this life, the way, the truth, and the life that our Lord lays out, is Trinity. Jesus comes to give us life in the Trinity. Now, here is the beauty now of it. Because the question is, then what is the Trinitarian life? It's a life of love, isn't it? From all eternity, the Father loves the Son. And in all eternity, the Son responds to the Father's love, loves Him back. And this dynamism of love is the Holy Spirit. You see, our Lord says now, if the Trinity is the life that which he comes to give, then we, now his disciples, must live the Trinitarian life of love. You know, in the early church, our ancestors, we conquered Rome in 300 years. We conquered it. The most powerful empire on earth. We conquered in 300 years without raising a sword. And in the early writings of the church, why did we spread so fast? It was because when the pagans saw us, you know what they said? They said, look how the Christians love one another. Blew their minds. We loved with an intensity and a fire and a passion unseen before. It is because we were living the life of the Trinity. Now, if we are called, you and I, especially in the family, because each family is supposed to be a stamp of the Trinity, 
Each family is supposed to participate in the love of the Trinity. Now I propose this. Imagine this way of life, by the way. Imagine this. Contrast it with the world outside. Maybe it's a little optimistic, but our Lord lays this out for us because he says himself, love one another as I have loved you. So imagine here, this other way of life our Lord gives us. Husbands in here, when you wake up in the morning, your first thought, our first thought should be, how do I love God first? How do I love Him first? Right? Why, why, why that question must pop into our minds first? Because our Lord Himself says when asked, Lord, what is the greatest of all the commandments? Remember what he responded. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. So our first thought, the moment our consciousness reawakens from sleep. God, I am your servant. What are your needs today? And then, the second thought that must come to our minds. Whatever vocation we're in. We say, husband, especially, if you wake up and you say, then now, how am I called to attend to the needs of my spouse, my wife? Why that question? Because our Lord says then, in that same line of questioning, when he says, love the Lord your God with all your mind, all your strength, then he says the second commandment is, love your neighbor as yourself. And in particular family life, your neighbor is your spouse. And then you wake up and you say, now how can I attend to the needs of my children? Vice versa. Wives, you wake up in the morning. First thought, Lord, how do I serve you today? How do I love you? What are your needs? And then next thought, how can I tend to the needs of my husband? Then children. You see that this outflow. Imagine that type of world. If the Christian community lived the radicalness of this love. My first thought, God. Second thought, my spouse. Then my family. Do you see the beauty of that type of life? Do you see the power of that life? Do you see the joy of that life? It is nothing new. It is the life of the Trinity that you and I are called to live in. And I think when we live like this, when we live like the Trinity, we're living the way the Lord has mapped out for us. Now do you see why Paul, in that probably the most famous of readings you hear at weddings, what is it, you know, this is from Ephesians. And Corinthians, there's two famous ones. 
in Ephesians, St. Paul, and, and, it, and it irks our, our modern ears when St. Paul says, wives, be submissive to your husbands. Right? You hear that reading. And feminists, ah, <laughs> what's that? But then they always forget the next line of it, though. Because then I think the command from the husbands is even more stark and challenging. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. How does Christ love the church, his spouse? The crucifix. Pour himself out. Do you see the beauty and the, of the silence of, of the hanging Jesus in our churches? He says that, doesn't he? God's will first. His death, right? God's will first. And then the second need that he attended to was his spouse, all of us. And he offered himself. And I think when we live like that, family life is still hard. But I think more beautiful. And so, as we come to the end of this homily, we lift up now this family that is hurting. All of the families that are hurting, in all the different ways that family life is hard. And let us pray this Mass from the depths of our heart. Let us pray every single word that we all know well. Let us pray every single word purposefully, attentively, as we now enter into Calvary itself. And let us bring Eli Sandra to the altar. The loving parents she leaves behind, her four-year-old daughter, her younger brother, her younger sister and older brother, let us pray this Mass as if it were our last Mass. Let us pour ourselves out like the Trinity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.